All right, so we're up in the spare room at Wellspring, uh, leaning into ABLE project videos, and we're talking about EAT mm -hmm. discipline, specifically uh, the rhythm of celebration. Sure, yeah. Uh, often we don't connect this to our spiritual lives, but maybe we should. Totally. And yeah. it's actually uh, a key theme in the scriptures. Sure, yeah. And I think even just looking back through the storyline of the yeah. Bible, Genesis 1, Genesis 2, one way you can look at these early chapters sure, of the sure. Bible is through the lens of celebration. Which so, seems a little odd. Exactly, yeah. yeah. So I think, bear with me a little bit here, but yeah. as you read through Genesis 1 in particular, there's the refrain where God says, it is good, it is good, mm. it is good, and then it ends with the day seven rest. Yeah. And one of the ways that often Jewish interpreters look at Sabbath and rest is through the lens of celebration. Mm. And so as God is delighting in his creation, it is yeah. good, it is good. That's celebratory language uh, in and of itself. Yeah. And then culminating with this day of, yes, it's rest, but also it's a day of celebration looking back at yeah. what God has done and that's delighting cool. in his creation. That's cool. So that's yeah, Genesis so like 1. You imagine God creates it, he looks at it, he's like, that's good. That's There's also built into that though, right? Like by day six, the end of day six, he says, that's Tov mode. That's really, really good. good. Exactly. So it's almost yeah. like, oh man, this is awesome. And then he rests. Totally. Exactly. And so there's all this delight. There's this celebration yeah. that God's good creation. God That's is cool. delighting in what he has made. And that and continues. It continues in Genesis 2. So kind of zooms in a little bit. Adam okay. and Eve kind of enter the picture at least more, you know, specifically here okay. yeah, yeah. in Genesis 2. And as Eve is created, there's okay. this moment where Adam at the end of Genesis 2, there's, he kind of goes into this like poetic sort of mode, yeah, the yeah. celebratory mode. Yeah. And there's this, you know, a couple verses there where the language is very celebratory, where Adam mm -hmm. is delighting in Eve. You're a bone of my bone, flesh of my flesh. And huh. there's this kind of language. It's like a love song. A love song, exactly. Yeah. And so the story starts off with, you know, big picture creation that there's this celebration yeah. happening. And then zooming in on the relationships, the kind of the more narrow mm. focus, if you will, Adam and Eve, That's there's cool. celebration built into the story mm. from the very beginning. That's awesome. There's delight, there's joy. But, you know, Genesis 3, most of us kind of know the story yeah. here. Sin enters the world, humans rebel yeah. and start to go their own way. And so as a result, a lot of that kind of celebratoryness, mm. if you will, that delight, that joy, yeah. that goodness is now mixed with pain and suffering yeah. and the lack of joy. Yeah. And so that's one of the effects of sin yeah. entering into the world. But as God kind of sets on a mission to redeem and reconcile yeah. his good world and all the, in hum yeah. humanity. Through Abraham. Through Abraham and, and his Moses family. Moses in yeah. Egypt rescues them. Totally. So yeah. as God is forming Israel, forming his people, yeah. one of the many things that God instructs his people to do or to practice or to have the discipline of sure, sure. is to have these regular you know, a variety of points of the year, these celebrations, yeah. these feasts. Yeah, which sometimes as New Testament followers of Jesus, we, we kind of are like, oh, they did these feasts. Yeah. But we're, they feel very distant totally. from our everyday life. Yeah, yeah. Maybe you can just shed some light. I'm like, what would one of those feasts look like? For sure. So, I mean, for like one of the big ones was Passover. Yeah. And we talked okay. about that a little bit in connection yeah. with like communion or the Lord's yeah. Supper. But that was also a celebratory feast looking mm. back at the okay. faithfulness of God and what he has done. Yep. So that's one of the bigger ones there, Passover. But there's also an instance in Deuteronomy 14 mm -hmm. where God's people or God instructed his people yep. to basically give a tithe or a tenth of okay. all their sort of possessions, if you will, all their okay. kind of resources yep. to be put in this like, you know, for celebration our, fund. It's a celebration fund. <laughs> Exactly. So the point was, was that part of Israel's, you know, what we might yeah. say giving yeah. was giving towards that they would have these resources to have mm. a community wide celebration to delight in and That's to awesome. recognize the goodness yeah. of God amongst themselves. Yeah. Yeah, and so, so built into everyday life, yeah. the discouragement, the ups and downs of life, they would, God actually was like, all right, guys, I want you to actually throw parties yes. and celebrate as a way to remember me 
and be with each other. Exactly. And this wasn't just kind of like a random haphazard sort yeah. of thing. You read through the Old Testament and the Torah in particular, it would, there was like very specific months or seasons of the sure. year they were supposed to do these things. So it was more or less on a set schedule, okay. if you will. It was a discipline. It was a yeah. rhythm for what Israel was and supposed to do. And their lack of actually doing some of those celebratory gatherings actually leads to exile. Exactly. So a lot of the, you know, it's connected often to worship as well, yeah. this aspect of celebration. And so as Israel is kind of in the land, you know, David, Solomon, things yeah. begin to fall apart after Solomon in particular, Israel begins to go their own way. And instead of mm. celebrating the goodness of Yahweh, the goodness yeah. of the God who rescued yeah. them, they in turn, and one way to look at this, is they begin celebrating other gods mm. and going and doing other rituals and other practices that are not aligned with mm. God's heart. And so, yeah. you know, as the story goes, they do end up in exile. Yeah. They do end up in a foreign land. Mm. And it's in this space where Israel is in this state of mourning yeah. and longing and anticipation for God to bring them back into mm. the land, for God to reunite yeah. the tribes and the and prophets. There's, there's even prophets yes. like Isaiah is talking about imagining yes. future celebrations when the tribes all come back together and they throw a feast. Exactly. So, yeah. so much of the hope that the prophets give yeah. is yes, they announce that God is, you know, judging Israel and yeah. disciplining sure, Israel. But there's also this forward-looking hope. And the, the language that's often associated with this hope is in the language of celebration and yeah. feasts. Yeah. You mentioned Isaiah, Isaiah 26 talks yeah. about good wine, good wine, the best meat. Fatty meat. Exactly. <laughs> and all the tribes are back together. Even people yeah. from outside of Israel yeah, yeah. are joining into this epic celebration cool. feast when God redeems yeah. and restores. And so it's into this sort of kind of worldview or this way of thinking mm. that God's people are formed from their past and in their present and yeah. looking forward in anticipation through the context of celebration. Mm. So oftentimes when you think of even like the Psalms are a good yeah. example, there'll be this language of you turn my mourning into dancing. Mm. So this recognition that yes, yeah. life is difficult, life yeah. is hard. Perhaps that Psalmist is in exile or like in a personal yeah. exile or thinking about Israel's exile, sure. but recognizing that what God is kind of leaning into and what is yeah. how he's guiding his people is towards from mourning to that's dancing. Cool. Yeah, and so Psalm 136, give yeah. thanks to the Lord for he is good. Totally. But like in the midst of the ups and downs of life, there's this challenge, this invitation, this exhortation to yes. celebrate totally. God. For sure. And so yeah. even like the trajectory of the Psalms, by the time you get to the end of the Psalms in particular, you're yeah. mentioning that. So much of the refrain or the lines of the Psalms yeah. are praise Yahweh or the give thanks to Yahweh. And yeah. it's recognition that part of Israel's prayer life and worship life yeah. was an intentional redirection back to the celebration of the goodness good. of God. Now, when we get into the New Testament, sure. we see Jesus really just picking up this same storyline. He announces yeah. in Luke 4, one of his first public sure. sort of appearances, you know, the, the Spirit of the Lord is upon me to yeah. proclaim good news to the poor. It's yeah. echoing back into Isaiah and back into the Torah. Yeah. This moment of celebration is finally here. Yeah. Jesus does his ministry. He's eating and drinking oh, yeah. with all the wrong kinds of people. Yeah. that the Gets in trouble for gets it. Gets in trouble with it. He's yeah. accused of being a glutton and a yeah. drunkard. And he's having all of these, you know, kind of like mini banquets, if yeah. you will, with sinners and tax collectors and prostitutes yeah. and dining yeah. with these people. He's like prefiguring exactly. what Isaiah was talking about. For sure. When the Messiah would come. Exactly. I, love, I love his teaching in Luke 15 where he's like, gives these, basically people are complaining oh, yeah, about yeah. who yeah, he's yeah, eating yeah. with, who he's celebrating with. Totally. And he tells three stories, right? Mm -hmm. One is about a lost sheep. One is about a lost coin and one is about a lost son. Yeah. And at the end of each of those stories in Luke 15, there's a party that's thrown, yes. a celebration. And it's this picture, Jesus gives these stories as a picture of what is the gospel yeah, about? Yeah. What is What's life about? about? Yeah. What is the kingdom about? 
And it's sort of the, the hinge at the end, right, is we celebrate together. Mm -hmm. Yeah, for sure. And thinking about how that was continued on into the early chapters of the book of Acts, totally. into Paul's ministry, yeah. how that they're eating together, that they're breaking bread yeah. together, Acts chapter two. Yeah. You know, Paul, as he's forming these communities, James and John and the whole kind of group there, one of the key things that they would do is that a lot of the Sunday gathering was around yeah. what, it kind of sounds strange to us, but yeah. oftentimes scholars look back and they call it the love feast, right? Yeah. Where they're celebrating, they're having this, <laughs> I wouldn't call it that today, but this, this meal that they would have yeah. together as part of their regular gathering yeah. in anticipation of what was to come and also looking sense. back at yeah. what Jesus had done for yeah. them. Yeah, Paul, I was thinking of First, first Thessalonians he talks about. Sorry, I got, <laughs> got a sneeze yeah. up in the spare room. <laughs> the there you go. Um, but he talks about in First Thessalonians, right? Rejoice yeah. always. Mm -hmm. And Paul knows suffering. Totally. So there's this push towards rejoicing. Yeah. Even in the midst of tough times, in the challenges, right? The church that he's overseeing, the yes. churches that he's overseeing, these home churches, these spaces where people might be tempted to just gloomily eat their food yes. to rejoice together. For sure. And, you know, you read through the New Testament, through the whole scripture, there's none of the authors are minimizing pain and suffering yeah. in this world. But they're also calling God's people, Paul in particular, yeah. that you're mentioning, to kind of have this orientation, yeah. recognizing that the gospel is fundamentally good news. Yeah. And that Evangelion we're people, is good news. Good news. And yeah. we need to, it's not as, just news. Exactly. And we yeah. as God's people need to recognize that yeah. and live into that truth that what we believe and what we live into yeah. is the good news of Jesus. So how does that translate then into sort of our modern moment? Yeah, for sure. I think one thing that like a line from a pastor in New York, John Tyson, he has this line where he says, uh, we need to be a people of celebration yeah. in an age of cynicism. Mm. And so he's recognizing that latter part of that line that yeah. in our cultural moment right now, it, it's very easy to be cynical. They're easy to be bitter and kind of just kind of worn down yeah. by what's on the news or what's happening yeah. in this or that scenario. But God's people going back to this you know, concept of good news yeah. are to be a people fundamentally about the good news, celebration. Mm. And so what does that potentially look like? Yeah. Well, I mean, for us in kind of our you know, kind of context, we try to do this like with our small group or well yeah. community. Like each week we have food and that kind of bleeds into some of the other aspects as far sure. as community goes. Yeah. But it's not just like this kind of side on yeah. sort of thing like, oh, just throw random stuff together yeah. and, you know, whatever kind of yeah. thing. It's actually a fundamental like we are intentional about having good food and having intentionality in that because yeah. we want to have a space each week where we're celebrating together. Yeah. We're with each other, recognizing the gift that God yeah. has given us in these relationships and also recognizing the goodness and the, and the grace of God in our that's own awesome. sort of lives. And so yeah. I think that's one way to kind of incorporate this. Food often kind of bleeds into this a yeah, little bit. Yeah, it's a in way community to be fellowship. together exactly. and celebrate. Yeah. Yeah, I also think of worship. Yeah. Worship as a space where we sing songs together, like on Sunday morning yeah, yeah. where we come. And we celebrate what God has done. For sure. But that's sort of built in. So you have the food, the gathering, but you also have sort of the corporate worship space. Yes. I also just think of the personal choices involved for in sure. this. For sure, yeah, yeah. Uh, right, to rejoice always or give thanks for the Lord is good, yeah. both communally and individually. Yeah, yeah. And I just wonder how much we disconnect that mm -hmm. from faithfulness. Yeah, yeah. Right? As far the, as the, the personal intentional choice there. Yeah, yeah and communally. Yes, yeah. I right, mean, like how so easy is it for a group of people to talk about all the things going wrong in yes. the world, whether it's over food or totally. not. Yeah, exactly. Like COVID or whatever yeah. versus, all right, what, what do we have to celebrate mm -hmm. yeah. today? For sure. I think being intentional with that and then yeah. leaning into, I think, the directive of scripture itself yeah. of the Psalms give thanks or Paul's echo of rejoice in the Lord yeah. always, I think is super crucial and, yeah. and really important because what we're doing, we've mentioned this a little bit, is anticipating that great 
celebration that's to come, yeah. the new heavens and new earth. That's good. So, so we want to make space for pain, but also choose joy. Totally. 100%. And that's the sort of working at that uh, tension there. For sure. That's yeah. awesome. Cool. cool. Thanks, man.